What's up, my podcast listeners? This is your host, Rafael Matuszewski, and I'm excited about today's episode because I feel like I get this question a lot. Um, People message me online about it. Um, I've had a few people tell me this issue, and rather than just, you know, answering them, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to put a episode together and uh, kind of explain the mechanism behind this whole thing. So as many of you know, if you go on like Instagram or Facebook or wherever you get your social media from when it comes to fitness and health, um, usually what you'll see is the typical five booty exercises that you should be doing to gain blah, 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 um, which is all fun and good and you know anytime there's a video or a piece of content that promotes people to exercise I'm all about it but um, the common thing that a lot of people will get is when it comes to doing these booty band glute raise hip thrust type of exercises um, sometimes people will feel it in their lower back or they will feel it only in their hamstring. But in this particular case, I wanna talk about when people feel um, pain in their low back when they try to do any kind of exercises for their glutes, specifically when it comes to hip extension. So if you look at the work of you know the so-called glute guy, Dr. Um, Brett Contreras, who literally is like the grandfather of glute exercises and if you want to learn more. He has a thick ass textbook when it comes pun intended, thick ass. I just realized that right now. Um, textbook of glute training. And the biggest thing that he said is that in order to have full potential growth in your glutes, you need to do hip extension exercises, like any glute bridge, barbell glute bridge, hip thrust, those type of things where you can maximally load your glutes in a hip extension pattern, then you're going to get the most bang for your buck. But most people, when they place themselves in a hip extension position, hurts the low back. So we're going to try to figure this out together um, and give you some options. So the biggest thing when people tell me this, uh, online especially, I can't give them a direct answer because I can't see what's going on with their body. So a lot of times, this happens so many times um, throughout the week, is I'll get questions on Instagram where people are like, hey, this thing hurts, what should I do? And I'm like, well, first of all, you should go see somebody. Um, For some odd reason, people just assume that every trainer knows everything about anatomy and pain, but we don't. Um, But second, it's like I can't give you even an educated guess if I can't assess you. Even if the assessment's online, at least it gives me some information, but most of the time I can't give you anything if I can't see you move and I can't test certain things. The biggest thing that I see um, when it comes to pain and hip extension patterns is what's happening at the hips. A lot of times when you have a hip mobility issue, um, then you won't really be able to perform any kind of hip extension exercise that's going to allow you to grow your so-called glutes. So the thing that I see a lot, and this kind of becomes a pattern, when I test hip extension, meaning say you're laying down on your stomach and you're trying to lift your leg. And actually let's uh, share screen and I'm going to show you what I mean. 
it's always good to have visuals. Also, this is a good opportunity to tell you that if you haven't subscribed to my YouTube channel, you, you should definitely do that because we're almost at 400 and that's just going to help me reach more people. So if you like the stuff that I do, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, hip extension. There we go. It's also like full screen this thing. Come on, YouTube. Hey, when it takes forever to load. So in this video, I'm demonstrating pure hip extension. So if I pause it here, I'm extending my hip to get my glute engaged. And my pants are definitely eating the other way around. Sorry, my ass is eating up my pants so hard in this video. I just realized that. Um, but good representation of what glute development looks like. Anyway, um, Again, hip extension is not that impressive when it comes to degrees. So good functioning hip needs just about 20 degrees, and that's what I'm demonstrating here. Most of the time, though, when you don't have enough range, where your body's going to get that hip extension from is through lumbar spine, and that's why a lot of times people will feel like their low back is the main um, player of the game when it comes to um, any hip extension. So this is just a simple active range of motion. And this is what I would test both passive and active passive, meaning I would grab the person's leg and lift it into hip extension, see how much range they have, see where they feel it. Cause a lot of times when I just, you know, move the leg into hip extension, they're like, I feel it in my back already. So say this most basic movement where you don't even have control, where I'm literally lifting you up and you already have pain it's going to be a long, long battle for you to get any kind of glute rec um, recruitment or any kind of glute gains if physically I'm lifting you and you're already getting pain in the low back. But let's say you don't, and then you actively do hip extension just like in this video, and then you get pain. That's another big issue because now we have pain in an active environment, meaning anytime you ask your hip to extend, you get pain. Meaning every glute bridge, every um, uh, hip thrust, barbell glute bridge, you're gonna get pain. So what happens when you continually feed that you know, information through your nervous system that it's a painful pattern, it's gonna be that much harder to stop it. So there's another aspect to this. So not only would I check hip extension, I would also check hip internal rotation. And I'll tell you why in a second, but what the hell is hip internal rotation? So let's go find a video on that because it's going to be super important that we go through this. Uh, da, 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 da. Let's play this guy. So in this video, I'm going to be demonstrating both hip internal and external rotation. So this is just standing, that's external. But what I'm gonna be looking at here is internal. So in this case, my hip is at 90 degrees and I'm checking internal rotation. You can check internal rotation when the leg is straight, but a lot of times you'll not get the best um, result because now you're also kind of cranking on the knee and the knee's gonna have some sort of movement. So that's why it's kind of best to check hip internal rotation at 90. Plus, it kind of gives you more of a specific outcome because 
If you think about every squat, split squat, hip thrust, your hips are going to end up being at 90 degrees. So it's kind of a better um, way to assess how much internal rotation you have. So typically, if I take someone into hip internal rotation and it does not look like this where they have at least 20 degrees, that's kind of like our magic number today, um, any sort of glute exercise is probably not going to work out in your favor. So when people have limited hip internal rotation, what happens is they end up not having enough room at a, the capsule, which is kind of like the main meat and potatoes of where your hip joint is. And everything that allows you to move needs to start at the capsule. So if the capsule does not have a good foundation, then your leg's not going to do shit for you. And you're basically going to do the whole square peg in a round hole over and over and over and over again. And boom, now you have pinching in your hip. Boom, you have a little back pain. Boom, your hamstrings are always cramping when you're trying to do a hamstring curl or whatever it is. So that was a really fast way of explaining that. But um, this is kind of like the lowest hanging fruit because anytime I find people with low back pain performing glute exercises guaranteed hip extension sucks and hip internal rotation sucks. So what is the way to fix that? You get more hip internal rotation and better hip extension. So we need to build a new hip. We need to, you know, promote more room at the capsule. So then when you try to extend your hip, because hip internal rotation has a huge influence on how your hip can extend. If I have zero hip internal rotation when I try to extend it's just going to be stuck right like if you think about your hip as like old gum that has been under a freaking desk for years and then you try to like pull on it like you have some elasticity to it but it's like really hard to pull it off that's how most shitty hips will feel when they're trying to do an exercise but say we try to get that gum to renew itself somehow and without any kind of disgusting ideas, um, then it would have more kind of give and it's going to be smoother when you pull it apart. And that's how a hip should move. Like it should move like you're literally spreading butter that's been sitting out on your like kitchen counter for like an hour. And you can just like smother that over a piece of bread or like make garlic toast or whatever you want to do. Um, now I'm super hungry now. Um, I don't know how I got there, but here we go. Hip internal and, and uh, hip internal rotation, hip extension is what is going to be the key to building better glutes. So, no matter how much you try every single glute variation you could think of to grow your glutes, and you don't have enough hip internal and hip extension and a good capsule, you're you might as well just keep running against the wall. You're not going to achieve what you're trying to achieve. So now the question becomes, okay, how do I build a better hip? The joke I always say is kin stretch because that's what you literally need because you need to influence the tissue to be more resilient, to move better, to be able to take more uh, load and everything like that. So it's kind of hard to now give advice to someone that may be listening that is like, okay, well, I need this but we don't know if there's other underlying issues. Like we haven't even checked your knee. We haven't even checked your ankle. We haven't even checked your T-spine. Like all those things matter. 
but these two tend to be the culprits. So without, you know, me being a smart ass to saying that you need to just do kin stretch, let's figure out what we can do in the meantime. So um, one of the things is doing some sort of like pails and rails um, exercises. So when I work with, especially like CrossFitters that are going to have exercises that's going to require a lot of hip internal and hip extension um, qualities, you know, they might not be able to spend 45 minutes to an hour each week working on kin stretch stuff. But if I could implement it into their warm up or right before they like barbell back squat, that's going to be huge for them. So one exercise that I really, really like when it comes to gaining more hip internal rotation is the supine lying um, internal rotation uh, with the dowel where we place our hip into internal rotation. So the dowel comes on the outside and kind of scoops around the foot and I hold this for two minutes. So the reason why I like this variation is number one, the hip is at 90 degrees, which is going to resemble a lot of the movements that you want to build your glutes. Two, we have a pretty good like prying type of position with the um, dowel and we're going to get more out of it this way. So again, we're holding this for two minutes to one kind of start sending the signal in our body that we want to influence the tissue um, involved when it comes to hip internal rotation. The pails and rails in this position, what we're going to do is if you look at where my foot is, I'm going to be pushing it into the dowel, which I'm doing right now. And I'm fighting that push with my hands against the dowel. So I'm creating an isometric contraction on the outside of the hip right now. After doing that for 10 seconds, you can already see how my foot just got like, just moved over. It got so much more range. I'm going to kind of hang out in that new position. And right now I'm doing the rail side is positive, but I'm trying to get my foot and ankle off the dowel without the help of the dowel. So I'm trying to make space between those two. So now I'm creating an isometric contraction on the other side of the hip. This is going to promote a lot of good change at a cellular level. Again, I just gained maybe like five to seven more degrees of range of motion. That's probably going to go away tomorrow. But if I kept doing this every single day, I'm eventually going to gain that. And that's going to be my new normal. So even though this is going to be gone tomorrow, I don't want to waste it. I want to, you know, challenge it to remind my nervous system that that's my true actual range because holding the little stretch and doing some pails and rails just showed me that I do have more range that I can acquire. So why not tell my nervous system that that's the new normal? So I could either stop here and now go back squat, which requires hip internal rotation, and it's going to feel amazing. Or I can layer one more thing to um, kind of challenge this and make this a little bit more specific to um, what we're doing. So here's another video where we place ourselves in a hip 90-90 position and I'm working here to lift off at my end range. So this is called a 
passive uh, range liftoff where I placed a block underneath my ankle where say previously to this video, I was just lifting my ankle and that was my active range. So if I take the block underneath to where my active was, now I'm trying to, I've put myself into a passive hold and now I'm trying to lift that ankle as hard as possible to lift. So I'm sending all this good feedback to my hip to try to lift that guy up and promote more hip internal rotation. So I'm giving it all I got to lift that thing up. And then from there, I would stop there and same thing. So now we need to focus on hip extension. I'm going to check the time because I feel like I've been talking forever. Um, hip extension. Here we go. Here we go. One of my favorite ways to develop more hip extension. So in this case, you kind of go into a kind of like a runner's pose from yoga and you're just letting all this stuff stretch out. So if you remember from the video previously where I'm lying down on my stomach and lifting up the hip, that's hip extension. So if you look at that, that's hip extension. So in this position, in order to do a good um, tails and rails contraction and for hip extension, I always bend the knee. So when it flans this piece out and I can kind of create a better contraction compared to having that foot flat. So in this scenario, I'm pushing down into the ground as hard as possible to influence the tissue in the front. And then I go into a deeper stretch and then I'm going to do my rails contraction where I'm trying to lift this whole leg into extension, driving my heel up towards the ceiling. And that's going to one now influence my hip extension. So just like the other video where we were working on hip interim rotation, I could either stay here, do this, and now move on to um, my back squat, my barbell, hip thrust, whatever it is, or now I can kind of challenge it. So this would be an amazing opportunity to, you know, in that first video where I showed my prone hip extension where I'm just lifting the leg up, and um, I can, you know, hold five seconds at a time, five um, times per side, or something as simple as like a glute bridge. A glute bridge would be another way to demonstrate my new range, and it's probably going to feel better. The other side to this whole thing is that maybe you're getting pain because of other things. You know, previous health history, previous injury, maybe you have a disc herniation, maybe there's something else causing low back pain when you try to extend the hip. From my point of view, it's like, let's see what you can do movement-wise. And if we exhausted all of the suggestions that I just had here, and we still don't have change in pain levels, there's probably something underlying that we're not seeing, and that's where another professional can come in and help. But the other side to that is it takes time. Like In order to influence tissue change, it's probably as hard or harder than just strictly weight loss. You know, a lot of times in the clinic here, people will come in dealing with chronic pain and, you know, they've had back pain for 10 years. Do you really think you doing these exercises once or twice a week is going to undo 10 years of pain? Probably not. It's going to take time. But if you were consistent, say doing it every single day for the next three months, at least the scale of how much pain you do get if you try to extend the hip is going to go down, right? And I think a lot of people 
misunderstand where I come from as being like the re- so so-called rehab guy, but this all influences how successful you're going to be in the gym when it comes to seeing the weight come off because say, yeah, your goal is to get a bigger, stronger butt and you really like doing back squats, but your back hurts all the freaking time. You're not going to be able to do those things. You're going to have to take time off in the gym. You're going to see less activity. You're going to fall into bad habits. You're also going to fall into poor eating decisions, whatever it is. And it's kind of like a cumulative effect where all this kind of shit just caves in. And then you're at a point where you have no motivation and then you stop completely. And then you get to a point where six months goes down the road and you're like, shit, I need to get back into the swing of things. And now probably by that time, because you've been inactive, your back is all good. And now you want to go back down the same rabbit hole because you know, you want to get fit and healthy but now you're in that same rabbit hole of like, I'm going to start doing hip thrusts and now my back hurts and you still haven't addressed a real issue, right? This is a huge barrier that I've been seeing so much in my career the last like four years is that people are not taking care of their bodies with a good foundation. They go right to the hard stuff because they assume that if I do the hard stuff, I'm going to burn fat faster, but that's not how the body works. You know, you did not gain 20 pounds in four weeks you gain the 20 pounds over a span of five years. So really you can look at it the other way around in order to lose those 20 pounds that you gained, it's probably going to take the five years, right? Like you got to think about it that way. It's not that easy. Um, the other thing I wanted to bring up before I kind of finish up here is when it comes to low back pain with, um, exercises that require, um, hip extension is sometimes it's what I refer to as like a movement behavior because your body's so used to when I extend my hip, I'm going to use my lower back and my hamstring and not my glute. That becomes the recruitment pattern. Every single time you ask your body to extend the hip. And sometimes it's just like new motor pattering of, I need to use my glute. And sometimes like Literally, if you just lay down, like we had that first video showing hip extension and just squeezing your glutes together, doing nothing else, that could be the first steps to building a better looking ass and no back pain, and then challenging it where you're trying to lift the leg with full glute engagement, right? It's like those small things that could add up over time that's going to help a lot. Right, but again, it all depends on the person. It all depends on what you're going through. So it's really difficult for me, especially when I get these messages on Instagram, like this hurts when I do this exercise. Why? It's like, well, that's a kind of a loaded question, but I can do my best to kind of give you an educated guess. But even then it's like, there's so many other things that can factor in. Like pain is a very, very complicated thing. And if you don't take it seriously and don't seek out professional help, then it's never going to get better, right? You trying to be the tough person, the strong person, no pain, no gain. I'm just going to go to the gym anyway and add more weight on the bench when my shoulder hurts. It's probably not going to end well. So I'm going to leave it there. Hopefully this episode uh, gave you some value, gave you some ideas. If you have any more questions about this whole idea of like, I can't feel my glutes when I do barbell hip thrusts, let me know um, message me. I'm more than happy to help. Um, hit the show notes, add me on Facebook, add me on Instagram, 
and also subscribe to my YouTube channel. I wanna grow that thing. I'm gonna be putting a lot more video content uh, on there so you don't wanna miss. And it's also a good library of exercises that if you need to, you know, see something, how it's done. I have a lot of tutorials on there. It's an amazing resource. Um, so I'm going to end it there. Hopefully you enjoyed that until next time you guys. 